two years ago, we wanted to start our own uh, studio and start to do uh, our own kind of digital objects. And then we saw that uh, VR was at the crossroad with the Quest. The Quest was, was announced and was coming. We, we had done some projects in VR, myself and uh, Benjamin, for clients, but uh, we never did our own VR projects with our own IDs and our own um, terms, in a way. Basically, there is a, a new territory to, to explore there. Can you talk about your approach to interaction design in Pico Pico? When you solve a, a flat puzzle, a traditional puzzle, obviously it's tangible, it's, it's cardboard, but the world is kind of, of flattened. So that's why in Pico Pico, nearly all models are quite big. They're like one meter wide and you, you really feel their presence. Okay, let's size them. So really you, you feel they are, they are here. And they are not like this flat thing on your screen. Um, we want people to enjoy these 3D models because we see them on the web. We see them on, on Instagram. We see them on, on Sketchfab. And they are beautiful, but we, we cannot reach out to them. You're one of the first developers to apply to App Lab after the launch lineup. Do you plan to use this as your distribution method and sort of market through SideQuest? Actually, uh, apparently, we are the first one to, to submit uh, after the, the the launch, the announcement, we were really expecting uh, this launch. So as soon as it was uh, open, we submitted. Uh, when they f- when Oculus first announced the Quest, it was supposed to be like the go, uh, an open market, a bit like uh, the App Store uh, on on iPhone or Android. And then they changed for uh, a more uh, restrictive. It was a bit of a surprise, I think, for a lot of people uh, in the industry. This switch. Um, and we started to work uh, on our project uh, before the switch. We are, we are already listed on, on SideQuest. We plan to change uh, our listing to preferably direct people to App Lab just because it's easier for them. You've been engaging with real VR gamers and bringing this out to them and trying to build on what they're telling you and, and what are they telling you so far and, and what, what have you heard? Obviously, we had the, the usual quality of life feedback. For, for example, people... Um, wanting to play seated only and asking us for a better way to manipulate things. And I think it's a classic in, in VR because in VR, you want things to be tangible. You want people to be able to move, but you have to think uh, uh, also about the seated players, people that don't want to move or can't move, quality of life and accessibility uh, feature. So that, that's one, one category of feedback. I, I want to play, but maybe I'm, I don't know, I'm not that tall and I want to reach a very high place uh, pieces. So that's something we already integrated. We we, we lowered uh, the eight of the uh, higher PCs. Another one is, okay, please give us more content. People want to dream or to, to, to think that the game will have more things coming. And one thing we did from the, from the beginning is that we didn't want to think about the content as something you deliver with the game. You know, the traditional way of delivering content in traditional game. Um, for us, the core of the game, the app itself, is just the engine. And so you can, you can get the content over the air. And when you, we add new content, it magically appears. Players are going to see it instantly, as soon as we add it, in the game without updating anything. Yeah, that, ha- that was one of the things that really impressed me. And I think you do have an opportunity here in that because there isn't Steam Workshop on Oculus Quest, very few developers mm. have been able to bring this kind of content into their titles. And if you do have success in, in App Lab, this, this seems very likely to get to the store from, from what I've played of it. 
Have you had any communication from Facebook about that? Have they said anything about, you know, oh, talk to us when it's six months further in development, you have this amount of users, or is it all kind of opaque there? There's this kind of fear that um, if they give out some criteria in advance, uh, people are going to try to cater to their criteria. And I had some discussion uh, with people uh, in, inside Oculus, even some iPlus people. And what, what they told me that their idea is that they don't know what's going to be a, a success in VR. They, 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 want, they don't want to, to, they have their own bias, like, like every, everybody, but they, 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 they try to lower our, um, their bias and, and, and they want to be surprised. Uh, in fact, they, they told me that they were very surprised. I mean, they were humbled by, by Beat Saber uh, at the beginning because nobody at Oculus uh, had predicted that something like Beat Saber could be a, a, a huge success. So they still have this thing in mind that Beat Saber was a surprise for them and they expect to be surprised again. So hopefully we will be able to surprise them and show them that, yeah, there is a lot of people wanting to play puzzles. And maybe, maybe it's not the same type of players that they're used to. There is a wide range of game possible. And there is really not a lot of puzzles. I think there is like five games, maybe six uh, in the category of puzzles. So it's compared to, to mobile or even PC. That's, that's not a lot of puzzles. And you have so many other games when you have to shoot people. Uh, I think we could balance a bit. That's that's one feedback we had for, from from um, from players that I, I like I like a game that is not going to rush me uh, into playing and I can play as long or as little as I, as I want. It seems like this could also fill part of a new space of multiplayer titles that do that. Is it technically feasible that I could six months or a year from now sit in one of these environments with my friend and together we could work it out and that part of the puzzle solving experience could be that sort of social aspect or is that technically feasible with the way your engine's set up today is it something you've thought about we, we think pico pico is really would be really great as a social game so i think there is two aspects of social with pico pico um the first aspect is very soon we want people to be able to share their custom uh, cuts so if you for example if you cut a very simple but beauty but but very interesting puzzle for uh, kids because you you want a, a eight years old to to be able to play pico pico and you find that most of the cuts are maybe a bit too difficult for 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 them so very simple cuts or maybe you want to create like a crazy cuts with we, we have a maximum of two hundred uh, pieces so uh, at the moment the puzzle with the most pieces is uh, one hundred and eighty one pieces which is like nearly two hours to solve. Uh, so we want you to be able to share uh, your own cuts. And we are working on that uh, right now with a way to, to, to share the cuts. Uh, this is a, a, an asynchronous uh, social aspect, which I think is very important for VR. You can create something for others, you can share it with the community, and then the community can play it and give you feedback. And uh, the second thing is, as you said, real-time multiplayer. Being able to to invite you in my in my in my session, and you, maybe you could help me solve this huge puzzle because it's beautiful, but it's so many pieces, and uh, it would be great to have some help. Actually, in the in real life, that's something uh, player, uh, puzzle players do. They they they, they uh, gather around a, a puzzle and they solve it together. So that's something we we are going to add in the next probably uh, yeah three to six months. The the engine is totally uh, ready for that. Pico Pico will be multiplayer. That's that's for sure. 
Um, but again, we are a small team, so we have to to get the core gameplay and the core content uh, right first. Have you thought about spectator modes that could use a smartphone companion app or some other methods so that people could kind of watch the entire puzzle overview and maybe even help out from outside virtual reality? That's interesting that you ask that because just this morning we we thought about uh, how we could have a third party camera following the player uh, in different uh, from different angles. I think streamers today are very frustrated um, in the way uh, on the quest they can only show the first person uh, view, and we actually want to to do something for for that in Pico Pico. As far as I remember, Oculus said that they are going to offer uh, a third party camera um, view in their app at some point and probably maybe an API. Uh, but there is uh, another way to do that, I think, is using the uh, Mixed Reality uh, camera. Because the Mixed Reality camera basically is just another camera. And we think we can use that to to show players and to help streamers stream uh, uh, other angles. And another way to do that is to, to, to use a, a web view, for example, and to just like project uh, not really the video, but like some um, data, and then reconstruct the view on the web. So what strikes me about this game is that it seems like it will be perfect for mixed reality as well when AR glasses get that capability and much sooner once yeah. virtual reality headsets get that. Is that something you've prototyped on any early mixed reality headsets? We, are, we had players um, recording themselves in mixed reality. Uh, we created an app just for capturing mixed reality. And, and you can see that, yeah, it would work as a mixed reality thing where the puzzle is inside your room and you play with it. Given um, a consumer headset, that could be something that even like puzzle lovers would buy. Like, okay, I'm going to buy uh, uh, an AR headset just to play Pico Pico or play, to play other puzzle games. If you do something great in VR that has this opportunity to, to be also a, an AR game, you can, you, can, you can be ready for the next uh, step. But it's, it's a bit down the road. So right now, you, the controller is used to give precise input, which is critical for a puzzle game because you don't want to be placing the pieces in the wrong place just because your room lighting isn't good. But have you explored hand tracking in this game? Have you, did, did your prototypes find it's too frustrating or is it something that you're working on in the long term? Obviously, we, we want to add hand tracking at a point. But as a small team, we have to focus. At the moment, I think there is two issues. The first one is on tracking is not um, good enough. You can lose tracking. Uh, sometimes the clicks are not detected. I think better cameras, faster cameras uh, uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the headset would maybe help solving that. And I'm sure uh, Oculus is working on that. But it, it has to be uh, more stable. So people never miss any, any movement. And the second thing is we, we don't really have standards. That's a paradox. It seems that that could be that on tracking could be very natural, but in fact, from from apps to apps, from games to games, you have to do very different things to to interact with the objects. So, teleporting, for example, if you look at the games in in the store, they have they use like three different things way to to activate uh, the teleporting. So it's too much. One single way would be better. So yeah, I think we are we are at the beginning, and as a small team, we we have to wait and see and make it work for everybody first. How do you decide what to work on next and what are the priorities? Is it going to be based on player feedback or do you have a roadmap in your head? I think every, every developer, every game designer uh, use Boss. 
um, you have to listen to your to, to your users, to your players. And that the good thing is that they can be very surprising. And they can they can teach you a lot about what are the real need for your game for them. But you also have to have this vision and to have these priorities set because you know where you want to go. For us, Pico Pico is not only a game. It's also a new way to interact with 3D creations. Really, you, you build a familiarity with the model. You, you, you build a relationship because you, you are interacting with it. You snap something. And then, for example, when you snap the top of the, of the lighthouse, the, the, the wheel is going to, to, to turn. And in this model, there is the boat is going to move. So really, you, 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 get, you get to connect with the model. Because that's part of our vision. And for example, this is something we, we think about uh, when, we, when we decide what to do. A surprising example, or maybe something we, we, we didn't think immediately as the priority. Uh, one of our early testers is passionate about cutting new puzzles and sharing them. He gave us this feedback. I really want to be able to, to stop a cut and go back and finish the cut later. And that's, that's not something we, we, we thought was so important at the beginning. So you do a cut, you finish it, and, and you're done. But he wanted to be able to, to, to edit a cut and, and go back. And so that's something we, we took on the, the lower um, position in, in the pile, and we put it on top because this very um, early user, passionate about cutting, said, okay, I'm frustrated by that. And if you do that, I will, it will be so much better for me. I will, I will share with you so many more uh, cuts. Say next year or the year after that, a new VR or mixed reality platform is released, a new headset that's, that starts to sell. What, what are the conditions that would, that would need to be kind of satisfied there to make you as a developer decide, okay, I'm now going to be on two platforms and this is going to be the next one. And I'm going to dedicate some of our limited time to making that port. What needs to happen for there to be kind of an effective Quest competitor for you also to be releasing on? For a small team, it's hard to focus on several platforms at a, at, at a time. And obviously we chose the Quest because it had the most being very simple to use and accessible, allowing us to reach a lot of players. Probably the, the most important factor is support. Um, if you go uh, to, uh, on, on a new platform, you have to support it in terms of uh, human relationship with your player. Uh, obviously, that could be true too on, on PS uh, VR, on PlayStation. So we could maybe at some point uh, target the PlayStation uh, uh, because it's one single box. It's, it, it, it works for the developer. It works for the, for the player too. We want to expand, but I think the, the most important thing is, again, uh, support. And will we be able to support these new players uh, uh, the way they need to be supported. Thank you for joining us. I hope your app does really Thank well. Thank you, David.